0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: Strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh,
0: I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready.
1: Please welcome to
0: the stage Vaporize sore throat pain fast
1: with Vicks Vapo Cool Drops.
0: Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Which means... Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back?
2: Yeah, that's what the script says.
0: So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back.
2: Apparently. Wait! unlimited first year cash back match only from discover see terms and learn more at discover.com match MVP's bonus days are back at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein tools and get five times the bonus points. Plus, right now, buy a DeWalt Power Stack Battery Kit and get a
0: select DeWalt Bear Tool free up to a $249 value. Lowe's
2: knows savings, Lowe's knows pros. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Valid 918 through 929. Subject to change. DeWalt offer valid through 1011.
1: Tennessee has never been a stranger to progress.
0: And with all the changes going on, people want an affordable way to protect their families, which is why so many Tennesseans trust us. At Farm Bureau
1: Health Plans, helping people find peace of mind has never gone out of style. Just click FBHP.com, call us, or visit one of our many
0: offices. Farm Bureau Health Plans protecting Tennesseans since 1947.
1: Hey, man, looking good. It's Stitch Fix. I'd like to thank my stylist for making me look so great. They always get my fit just right. They send clothes that work for me and my budget. They even found me my favorite pair of jeans. I'd like to thank Stitch Fix because let's get real. I couldn't make this style happen on my own. They just make everything so easy. So thank you, Stitch Fix. They just get me and they'll get you too. Stitch Fix. Take your style quiz today at stitchfix.com.
0: I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. What, you are expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get change for 100. You'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live, we got you covered. My friends come on, and you know them. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Coon was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN.
2: How about a Tuesday, September 26, 2023, and welcome into the Gabe Coon Show. I am your host, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman Gabe Coon on X at G. Underscore Coon71, I'm alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Coon Show. That'd be Connor running on X at C Dunning929. Connor, what's the word, brother? How are you? I'm good. Good to hear. Good to hear. I uh I ventured over to the Shelby County Clerk's office this morning. I think you know why. My sworn enemy. Yes. <laughs> your sworn enemy. I think you have a story to tell, but I was getting my marriage license done. I got there at uh 8 30. It opens at 9. Line out the door. Now granted, I didn't realize I could skip the line until I got to the front of the line. I didn't. I didn't pay attention to that. No one told me. Um, shame on everyone for not telling me such things. I, I needed to know that. Uh, but I still waited there for a while. Of course, the computer went down while I was sitting at the desk. It took about forty minutes for them to get the computer rebooted and, and all going. So I got out of there at about eleven a.m. So it wasn't. It wasn't all bad. I got it done. It's out of the way. We're on to the weekend. We're on to. Other things, i got to wait for people to get in town. They start getting in town tomorrow, family and everything else. Now, you have a story about your marriage license. This is ridiculous, though, right? Like, I our, our, I hear that in smaller municipalities and in just, like, uh, you know, better-run um, municipalities at times, the clerk's office is the easiest thing to get in and out of most of the time. But here in Memphis, I have never had a good experience. I had to get my title change on my car. That took forever. It... it it has not run well. No, it's not. Oh, Wanda Albert, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, basically what happened, I'm not, I actually, I wasn't here anymore when this happened. It was uh, my first month at Rhodes, which, you know, I was basically sleeping at Rhodes because work was so crazy there. The fall season had just started, so I didn't have a lot of time. So we finally found time to go get our marriage license, and basically what happened was, is it was when renewals were backed up or license plate or something. And they said, we are going to close the office this week so that we can get to all these renewals and the license plates. But if you are doing a marriage license, it will be open. The The offices yeah. will be open. So Kat and I went down there like 7 a.m., 8 a.m. one morning and we got there and the security guard straight up would not let us in the building. They just would not let us in. And he said, uh, he, we were like, we're here for our marriage license. They said, we're sorry, we can't let you in. They turned <laughs> us away. We were freaking out because...
2: You have to have a marriage license. You have to have
1: a marriage license get to get married. married in a Catholic church. I'm yes. not sure if that's a rule for everywhere else, but we were getting married at St. Louis, so very specifically, we had to have that marriage license, and we weren't really sure what we were going to do because we couldn't go anywhere else. We were getting married in Shelby County, so like we had to get a marriage license. So what I did was... Um, First of all, I was very mad, but
2: I had <laughs> I to imagine, yes. I had to
1: swallow that anger for a moment and I DM'd our good buddy Clayton Collier, who no longer lives in Memphis, but Yes.
2: doing a good D- job. DM'd Clayton in, Collier, in, in Omaha, right? Yes,
1: and my and my good friends at ABC 24, and I was like, "Hey, here's the situation going on because <laughs> there was a quote like Pull 2 days strings. before it. from Wanda in, on like she was quoted saying Marriage licenses are going to be able to get in. I found the quote. I found it, and I sent it to them, and I said, hey, what's up? What's going on here? Why is it so close? And they realized, oh, we were lied to. So they drove out two roads on campus and interviewed me. And I was on the 6 o'clock news being like, hey, I need a marriage <laughs> license. And lo and, and behold, begin, yeah. the next day we were let in at 8 a.m. when we got our marriage license. So it worked out. It doesn't out. even
2: open until 9. So you got special um, maybe, treatment. Maybe
1: it was. Maybe it was 9. I don't remember. Okay. It was, I just remember it was It was early when we were there and we got turned away because we were both having to do it before work. So we were able to get our marriage license with a bunch of help from the good people at ABC24. A lot of, uh, ben Hogan helped me out, yes. too, because he helped me get in contact with people. Um, Brittany Moncrease, I think, was the reporter that came out to do the story with us. It, it was it was kind of a it was a bit of a big deal because her family saw it and all of our friends saw it and it was it was a laughing not matter a lot at of Rose. People,
2: hey, not a lot of people can pull those strings. Not, <laughs> Let's yes. be honest, Connor.
1: Hey, hey, I'm d-list enough you to get a, it pulled <laughs> off,
2: baby. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> Service for yourself. I did. So you, we, you're not you. You are not F list at that point. No, you definitely go I up to at least D list, hey, maybe C list. I
1: can DM local reporters. Don't <laughs> yes, mess with me. Yes. I got them on speed dial yes. on X. Yeah. Yes. No, but it was a it was a fun. It ended up it worked out for everybody. I still hold a bit of a grudge to them. I was worried about y'all's experience. I'm glad it went well. You didn't have to go through what we went through, um, but it is fun. We have like a f- new segment now that they sent to us that we can play and watch as as <laughs> memories, and one day we'll we'll show our kids and things like that. That yeah. it'll be a fun
2: story. Yeah, old marriage license, not being able. Don't mess yeah, with it, me. Yeah. I will call the news. <laughs> <laughs> you exposed the whole thing. Man. I did.
1: I had to. You exposed Oluwanda.
2: Hey, you. I wanted to get married. It was an expose. You did a little. She piece. already had a
1: bunch of problems. You know.
2: Yeah. But you you performed an expose. Damn right. And I you're did. proud of yourself. I'm dude. extremely you proud <laughs> of myself.
1: I'm extremely proud of myself because I got that dang marriage license. Is what I did. I, I I did what I had to do.
2: And you're like flexing big chest, walking back into the house after you get it done. Oh yeah. You're like, babe. I I I made that happen. Oh,
1: it was it was like it was the brownie tell points to the, the fiance
2: at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, yep. I moved, you see what I can. I I move the needle. I, I move the needle. I didn't move mountains. I moved news trucks. <laughs> yes. Which is impressive in itself. Now, uh, we have three hours to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM, ESPN, and yours truly. I'm going to open on a lot of college football. There's a New Mexico State situation that unfolded this morning. <laughs> kind of funny, kind of ridiculous. At the same time, I'll mention that. Notre Dame, this loss that they had. We know there's 10 guys on the field on that final play when Chip Tranum uh, ran a one-yard touchdown in for Ohio State to get over top 17-14. But my question is, is that mistake for Marcus Freeman going to cost him a shot at the college football playoff this year with the talented team he has? I think it will. I'll explain why, and then we'll have to be truthful about Memphis at, or Memphis uh, versus Boise State at home. Um, this is must win. This is must win. Can't lose, whatever the hell you want to call it. This is is important of a game, a mo- most defining game, for this Memphis football program under Ryan Silverfield. Ryan needs this one hugely. I know they're favored by three and a half at home. They usually do a good job of taking care of business at home, but Boise State is a capable team. Just beat San Diego State, who's a good program, on the road last weekend on Friday. This is one you have have to win, in my opinion. So, Of these three games going into into the season, we knew that these three games were going to define the season. Mizzou, Boise State, Tulane this is the most winnable of the three. Just sort of looking at the, the overarching, you know, 5,000-foot view of this season and of these three games. Um, so we'll talk about that. NFL, we had Monday Night Football. And Bengals get over top of the Rams, 19-16. to 16. Rams had issues of their own. Um, but I think, and obviously we had the... Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. Bucks didn't look as good as they did in the first two weeks. Eagles get over top 25-11, not as much to talk about that. Besides Scoregami, are you familiar with Scoregami? I am not. I am not. Scoregami means it's a uh, a in the in uh, the history of the NFL, we have a bunch of scores logged. This was a unique score that has never happened before. I think it's the 1078th score that's never happened 25-11. We had two Scoregamis this week. I, I bet you can guess the other one. 70-20. to 20. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a
1: scoring card. For some reason, my brain went to the Bears. That was <laughs> 1,077.
2: Geez. This one was 1,078, so that was interesting. But it, it, I really want to focus on the Bengals. And, yes, they won last night, their first win of the year. And a lot of credit got thrown to Joe Burrow for fighting through this calf injury. And, oh, my gosh, he was just so valiant. The effort was so great. We need to tell the truth about Joe Burrow this year. He has been bad. He has been bad. There's, I, I can't sugarcoat it anymore. People need to understand that. But I'll talk about that back half of this hour. As far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins at 5 o'clock, Christian Fowler at 6 uh, from Bluff City Media on the Bluff Podcast with me. It came out today. Um, you can get it wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, full-length video versions on YouTube. We'll get to the Blitz at 6.30, and I'm uh, going to have to talk about uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is just – my gosh. Swifties are – uh, Swifties are <sighs> – they're a race of their own, in my opinion, in the United States of America. What they've done to raise the level, raise the talking points of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, like the the how highly regarded this relationship has been in its short short tenure, is ridiculous. Travis Kelsey, three thousand more social media followers. Uh, the Chiefs-Bears game was the most watched this week. His jersey sales, we talked about him yesterday, 400% up 400%. It's ridiculous. And there's nothing that compares to it in NFL history, in my opinion. We've had so like, Giselle, Tom Brady, you know. We've seen some, like, it couples, if you will, in the NFL. Nothing like this, though. This, this is completely different. And also, um, we're going to have to get to that trip around the NFL at about 530, and the Jets finally signed a quarterback on her. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you like their signing? Do you like who they signed, Trevor Simeon? Stud, 31 that, years old out of Northwestern way back when? Seven different NFL teams? Is he, he's going to make the difference, isn't he? I mean, he's better than Zach Wilson. So. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's not saying much. But we'll talk about that in the trip around the NFL. Now, this morning, something leaked today, and I, I like hey, this is this is a pun in itself. But something leaked today, and it was a Snapchat video of the quarterback for New Mexico State Diego Pavia, going to the New Mexico Lobos practice facility, indoor practice facility, and he was caught peeing on their logo in the middle of the field, in the middle of their uh, turf field, in their practice facility. One, quite frankly, I find it pretty funny. I find it funny. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm that type of guy, uh, someone that is really that bothered about a rival and of course New Mexico state beat them week 3 somebody that that's that bothered by a rival that peeved by a rival to go to their facility and pee on the middle of their field that just that that tickles me a little bit but my god this is just like as classless as it gets wait wait it, 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 this, it was,
1: this, this wasn't a pr- – they weren't on the no. field practicing he drove he dro- there he to specifically drove there pee <laughs> to
2: specifically pee Directly so in the ridiculous. middle of their look—it's funny, but also it's as classless as it gets. I got like I don't know—I don't—I ha- don't know if I had any team- teammates who'd ever be moved to do anything like that and move. Yeah, but I, I, that's—it's—it just blows my mind. I that this that has come it- out, and the fact that whoever was taking the video let that leak, let that let that get out there in circulation. Good lord, that's 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 embarrassing in itself. But that that uh, that is something. That is something. A guy really drove up to his rival, school's school, or his rival school's indoor practice facility when no one was there, somehow got in, and decided to uh, let go of some uh, some urine right in the middle of their field. It was premeditated pee. It was premeditated pee. Premeditated pee. You think they'll press charges? Probably not. It's trespassing. It is. And it would be, I don't know, it's not like destruction of property. It would be like, what, what would you call that? What would you call that? I don't know. There's something that They could I mean, can can charge, s- charge him if they want to. him with a
1: lot of stuff for peeing in public.
2: If they want to charge him, they can. I hope that this, this is a learning late. experience, though, and they say, Diego, get yourself together. Don't yeah. do any dumb garbage. Somebody like that. just slap him. Yes. Somebody just get into it. Or his pee ear. on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't know if that's the answer. I don't know if that's the answer there, coming. Yeah, you might like it. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Moving Um, on. Now, moving on. Yes, Notre Dame. Notre Dame this weekend lost to Ohio State. One-yard run goes into the end zone by Chip Tranum, a former linebacker. He's a big man, and he's hard to stop on the goal line. But he's even harder to stop on the goal line when you have 10 folks on the field. When you only have 10 guys on the field. Now, Marcus Freeman did not really understand what was going on. He didn't know that that was the case. Um, He did respond yesterday in his Monday presser, and he said that he'll need, you know, in that situation, if it ever arises again, jump off sides. If you're on the one yard line, give them the six inches or, uh, and, or, uh, they're going to create a signal to use to, you know, basically tell the staff that there is 10 guys on the field. So he, he has addressed that, but I was just sort of looking at the landscape of college football and the way it stands right now. And I asked myself the question, is that, decision, is that mistake going to cost Notre Dame, who I think is very talented, one of the leading rushers in the uh, in the NCAA in Audrey Estime, one of the best passers in the NCAA in Sam Hartman, a really good defensive coach in Marcus Freeman, is that going to cost them a chance at the college football playoff? And I think the answer is an overwhelming yes. Now people will say, okay, they have one loss, they have a game against USC that they could potentially win. And that would maybe you know hurt USC's chances ultimately. But in the end of the day, you just look around the country. Florida State's at 4-0. They have a game against Miami and Duke. They're not going to, let's say they lose one game, right? They're not going to, Notre Dame, get in over a one-loss Florida State. So you eliminate the ACC there. The Big 12, I look at the top of the Big 12. You have Oklahoma and Texas, who you believe in pretty heavily. The rest of them, like Kansas, I come on. I'm not I'm not quite there. I love what they have. They're very fun to watch. Not quite there that they're going to knock off an Oklahoma or a Texas. You have Kansas State, who already lost to Mizzou. Not buying them. Um, West Virginia, not buying that they're going to upset an Oklahoma or a Texas. Iowa State, BYU, UCF, that, You just keep going down the list. A lot of these games... I don't see going in their favor. I don't think we're going to get a massive upset. So you look at Texas and Oklahoma at the top. If they have one loss, is Notre Dame going to jump them? No. That's not that's not going to happen. In the Pac-12, obviously they have to play USC, so that would be the big question. If they beat USC, can they make a jump? Can they run in there and make something happen? Okay, USC has one loss. You still have to deal with Oregon, Utah, Washington, and I think Washington State is one of those crazy dark horses with Cam Ward at quarterback that could – uh, get an upset. You are the the biggest hope if you are a team in Notre Dame's shoes is that you look at the Pac-12 and you say you better cannibalize each other. You better be looking at a bunch of two lost teams by the end of the Pac-12 championship like it was last year. That's where Notre Dame is going to be able to feast. And then, obviously, the SEC, Georgia there at the top. We'll see who else emerges. Alabama, we'll, we'll see what happens by the end of the year. But we, we, we are pretty – uh, convinced that an SEC team or two or a, a Big Ten team or two, you know, Ohio State Michigan, are going to be in the college football playoff. There's only four spots this year. Notre Dame, in my opinion, when you just look at the rest of college football and how it could potentially play out and sort of the the top heaviness of some of these conferences, it does not seem like Notre Dame has put themselves in a position where they can make up the lost ground from the loss against Ohio State. I don't necessarily think that's fair because Ohio State's going to, I mean, they're a top top four team. They're a great team. They did a really good job of going into Notre Dame, limiting that top ten offense. You know, it's tough. But I feel like Notre Dame, because they had ten men on the field, that mistake they made down the stretch of that game, that could keep them from reaching the potential they thought they had.
1: To your point, uh, on ESPN they have a playoff predictor. And I'm going to go through the percentages and just let me know if any of these surprise you, but they seem pretty in line with everything that you're saying. Right now they have Ohio State number 1 at 59%, Oklahoma number 2 at 47, then Texas at 44, Georgia yep. 35, Penn mm-hmm. State 34, Oregon 32, FSU 30, Washington 22%. Bama's still in it, twenty-two percent. USC is at nineteen. The, the surprising one to me is Michigan's only at twelve percent, but I think that they're probably saying whoever th- whoever is, wins that Ohio State Michigan game, yes. probably gets the push.
2: And, and I think that's fair because Michigan has won ugly so far. Right, but we'll and, see how that. And ages.
1: Ohio State just came off of a big win against yes, Notre Dame. Yeah, but we'll so see th- how that, that makes sense. And, and then, it's hard
2: to it's hard to predict two teams from the same conference right. being in, although we saw it. And then, go. and
1: then the final three three that they have out of the 14 is Miami at 11%, Notre Dame 5%,
2: LSU 5%. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Notre Dame is in a weird, weird spot, a very uncomfortable spot because they had 10 men on the field. And that's a shame. I think Marcus Freeman's doing a good job of building that program, but you, you're lucky you were able to get Sam Hartman for one more year of eligibility. What are you going to do to reload next year? How are you going to be able to get that offense to the – to the peak that, is that, that it is at right now. And that loss against Ohio State is just a killer for this season in a lot of ways. It's, it's got to be frustrating. But he's got to – all they can do is uh, you know, deal with what's out in front of them. I think they will have a chance to, to you know compete against USC and maybe win that game. USC is not, um, not a very physical team, and I think Notre Dame can take advantage of that. Um, The USC defense, while they have a lot of talent, still is led by Alex Grinch. I've talked about that in the past. He's just uh, Lincoln Riley. I don't know if there's dirty pictures or something, but he keeps him around, and that defense tends to lag behind consistently. We saw it this past weekend with Drew Pine being able to uh, take advantage against that USC defense at his home place in Arizona State. So um, they still have some opportunities out in front of them, but not as many opportunities out in front of them as other teams because they are in a conference. They are um, looking, and those conferences are looking relatively top-heavy outside of the Pac-12, right? Like the ACC, I think Florida State's the favorite. Pac-12 has a list, you know, you know Washington, Oregon, USC, but then the SEC, it's Georgia. Uh, Big Ten, you have Michigan and Ohio State, maybe Penn State, throw them in there as well. I like what they've shown. But it's just going to be really hard. It's going to be an uphill battle for this Notre Dame team to recover what they've lost from a loss, Against a top four team. It's, it's frustrating, but it's the truth.
1: Yeah, to your point, they need the rest of the conferences to eat themselves alive. Yes. That's what they need and, to have. And,
2: and to be fair, in the past, we've seen the Pac 12 do that. Absolutely. Pac-12 Usually, did it a lot last of the year. teams
1: end with two losses. Now, and, then, and again, we've talked about it before, but the, the great irony of this season is that the Pac 12 looks amazing and it's about <laughs> to just completely disappear from the face of the earth. I know you already talked about Washington, but do you think that they were the biggest winner, quote unquote, from Notre Dame falling? This weekend,
2: uh, you no know, other uh,
1: than Ohio State.
2: I, I, it's obviously Ohio State, right? I mean, I, Washington is going to have their opportunities. Washington for the rest of the year, they have Oregon coming up here relatively soon. They're going to have USC, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State. If they can get through unscathed, they're going to have a good opportunity. And I, I really like them as a dark horse because Michael Penix can sling it all around the yard, and that defense has stood up when they have needed to. Um, but they really haven't played anybody yet. They haven't. They haven't. They haven't been able to. Uh, test their worth against anybody other than who Boise State and Cal Michigan State's in a world of flux they beat the hell out of Michigan State but that doesn't mean much to me at this moment so they're going to have to show once they get to that that stretch of Oregon USC Utah Oregon State Washington State that they can go make it happen I still think the opportunity is out there for the Pac-12 to cannibalize itself but I feel like somebody will emerge from the pack with one loss and that really hurts Notre Dame that really hurts Notre Dame now moving on to Boise State Visiting Memphis this weekend three p m you know about uh, halfway uh into the third quarter I'll be gone for my game time I'll have my wedding going on we'll we'll get the ceremony started then, keep the and knees then I'll, bent Then hopefully i will finish that yeah you think i'll fall sway back? Yeah, no yeah. seriously, keep sway. the knees bent and sway I got you um but we need to tell tr- tell the truth about this game this is as must win of a game as we have seen in the Ryan silverfield era we have a lot of games down the stretch of the season that aren't going to mean much in the way of getting fans on your side. I guess you could talk about SMU second-to-last game from the year, but this three-game stretch was going to define the season. You have one L. You can talk about them competing against an SEC team on the road in St. Louis. You can talk about, oh, they gave a valiant effort. What does it look like, though? It's in the right column. It's a loss. These next two games, Boise State and Tulane at home, they need to be overly competitive. They need to win at least one. I think winning two would serve this staff and this team the best. If you want to have a special season, you have to go 2-0. and If you want to have a regular season and you can still save a nine-win season, maybe compete to get into a, a, a conference championship, you can go 1-1. One and one, But you want to be able to beat Tulane at home on your home turf where you have a lot of success in the past. But this week right here, you lose to Boise State, the most winnable of these three games, you put yourself in a really uncomfortable position. And I think what, what really bothers me is if you lose this game, what conversations start to come back up? The conversations we had at the end of the year last year. Is Ryan cut out for this job? Do you need to move on somewhere else? Do we need to find another coach that can lead this thing? That's the truth of it. That's, that's what starts to come back in. People are very close. They'll watch the Tulane game even if you lose this Boise State game, and they'll say, okay, if they lose this Tulane game, we're moving on to Tiger basketball. We're moving on to Grizzlies basketball, right? But this game in particular, how winnable it is, you're a favorite at home on your home turf against a Boise State team that that has really struggled, that is and 2-2 at this moment. You have to make sure you win this thing. You have to make sure you get people at least somewhat excited for a home game against Tulane. I think this will be the most packed-out crowd of the year. At home against Boise State, good group of five school, has had a lot of success in the past. I think it'll be the most packed-out, but if you lose in front of those fans, you go down to a team you're favorite over, those fans are not going to be happy walking out of that stadium.
1: Right. In terms of importance, where do you think this ranks in
2: Silverfield's career for games? It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. I haven't really put, you know, I'll have to go back. This is a good exercise. But I think, you know, considering we're in year four now and you want to have something better than seven or eight wins this year, I think this is right there at the top. I think this is right there at the top. It shows you have a little bit of power in the non-conference that you can beat a team that is kind of on your level from a talent perspective. And you can do it in front of your home crowd. You can get your home crowd back on your good side at least a little bit before you get to that two-lane game. And maybe against that two-lane game you pack the crowd out even a a little bit more and more people show out if you beat Boise State in your four-and-one. You don't want to be three-and-two and and looking looking down the pipe at three-and-three and 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 one-and-one in conference after a two-lane loss. You don't want to look at that and and have to think about that possibility.
1: Yeah, because four-and-one is very different from three-and-two. Very different, especially for— Especially with
2: Tulane on the way. Right. right, and
1: especially with the conversations we had about this team heading into the season. You know, this was supposed to be a successful season for Memphis football, and this win was included in that. You absolutely have to win this game. What I find interesting is that one of the most pressure-packed and biggest wins of Penny Hardaway's career came against Boise State, so
2: hopefully it can happen for Ryan. Um, I have had a hard time getting a read on this Boise State team, though. They're oh, really They're, they're very they're, odd. Because I, I think they're... Plenty talented. I, I don't know if I like their coaching staff. Andy Avalos has done a really bad job, quite frankly, of, of taking over that program and keeping them and helping them reach the heights that they've been at. But Taylor Green was a guy who came in last year and led them down the stretch of the season to a lot of wins. So far this year, he's had some struggles. He has four picks, four TDs. Um, he still has some legs that he can use. Big, tall guy. He, he looks the part, but he hasn't been great defensively. I am not sold on them. They gave up 56 points to Washington. Now, you'd say, okay, that's Washington to Michael Penix, who's going to be a Heisman frontrunner. I get that. But 56 to 19 is not competitive at all, and you want to be competitive in games like that if you're Boise State. And then they went to San Diego State, and you'd say, okay, San Diego State's a good program. And, and quite frankly, they have been a good program with Brady Hoke, but they have not been a good offensive program. And they gave up 31, 31 on the road and a 34 to 31 win. They're just kind of mediocre, middling average everywhere on the field. But I don't know how that's going to translate. I don't know how the Tigers are going to look compared to this Boise State team, who still is one of the more talented teams in the group of five, even though they're sitting at 2-2. Two and two.
1: It feels like one of those opportunities, not just for Ryan Silverfield, but also Seth Hennigan to get people back on board. You know, go out there, take care of the football, have a big game because – like you talked about, Boise State's offense has shown flashes of being, you know, talented. But their defense has some holes in it. You can pick them apart a little bit. I mean, they gave up, I know it's not a lot of points, but 18 points in North Dakota. It's still 18 points in North Dakota. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they they are vulnerable. So you have to take advantage of that. It feels like one of those games where if Rock Taylor, Blake Watson, and Seth Hennigan show up, the Tigers should be able
2: to win it. And it makes yeah. sense. It's a midday game. Um, You have a team traveling. Uh, you know, a little bit of a time zone, one time zone over. I, it's just Boise State does not make the trip here. <laughs> it's just not, it's not, it's not an opponent that they've seen a whole lot. I feel like there's an opportunity for the Tigers to get over top, but it's, it's, there's still so much unknown. Like you want to know, a lot of people say through four weeks, you know what a team is. I still am confused. I still am in a weird spot with this team. You play close with Navy, um, you, you play close with Mizzou the next week, Navy is a substantially worse team than that Mizzou team was that they, that they saw in the Dome. So, like, I am just I, I'm all over the place trying to figure out what this Memphis team is this year. These next two games, I think, tell us a lot, and I think we can finally draw our conclusions based on win-loss. If they're 1-1, and if they're 2-0, and if they're 0-2, we, we, we have our idea. But until we see the, the end result... I think we're still going to be in, in the dark on what this team is, is going to be throughout the rest of the season. Now get ready for the NFL week to start the NFL week off, right? Because right now all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. We wrapped up week three. We're on to week four. Just place a three-leg league three same-game parlay on this week's game between the Lions and Packers. You'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger Payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash GabeK. That's my promo code, G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K. So you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number 1 sportsbook. FanDuel is an official sports betting partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21-plus and present in Tennessee. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund five dollars unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Redline at one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine. Now, Monday football is Monday night football has come and gone. We had Eagles at Bucks. Eagles get over top twenty five to eleven. But what we're going to have to focus on is Rams at Bengals. Yeah, nineteen to sixteen Bengals. They get their first win of the year. But I fear that it's time to tell the truth about what we've seen. From Joe Burrow, the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, through three games. We have to tell the truth. That's on the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of
0: law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
2: The clock at four.
0: Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word.